Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by Matthew Gerson and Keanu Reeves. They're from Foria, which is a sexual health and wellness company with products designed using cannabis. And there's just a lot to learn and they're going to unpack it for us. All this and more. Thanks for listening. I know I talk a lot about sex toys for women, but not to worry, guys. Let me give you a helping hand. Well, actually, you're going to have to use your hand or your partner's hand. But let me tell you about the new Flesh Skin from Fleshlight. The Flesh Skin is a compact stroker unlike any other. It's open at both ends and has finger holes for the perfect grip. So whether you're using it on your own or letting your partner do the heavy lifting, it's the perfect addition to your bedroom activities. The combination of the comfortable grip, the ability to vary the pressure, and Fleshlight's ultra-realistic silicone will let you in on all the sex toy fun. Just grab some water-based lube and use the Flesh Skin to add a whole new range of sensations to your pleasure. Get a better grip with the Flesh Skin. Just visit sexwithemily.com slash Fleshlight. That's sexwithemily.com slash Fleshlight to order your Flesh Skin today. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Check out our website. You can easily subscribe to the podcast um, and our newsletter, which is all on our site. We update, we update it almost every day with new blogs and posts that will help you have better sex and relationships. I also love when you subscribe on iTunes. And as long as you're there, you review our show. Comment. Give us five stars if you like it. You can do four. I'm okay with that too. But we do read all of your comments, and that really helps us in the whole podcast game. Also, social media, it's all at Sex with Emily across the board, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We love hearing from you. Okay, I'm going to get into my guests here because I'm so excited for them. We have Matthew Gerson and Keanu Reeves. They're from Foria, which is a sexual health and wellness company with products designed using cannabis. And we're going to break that down today because there's been so much about it right now. We live in California. And so there's a lot more about it here, but there's so many healing properties and there's just a lot to learn and they're going to unpack it for us. They've really been pioneers in this industry. Matthew is actually an old friend that I've known for a while from this industry. Matthew was the founder of Sir Richard's Condoms, which was so cool because you had your buy one, give one model. Like everyone, you buy a condom and you gave one to, was it Haiti or yeah, Africa, correct. right? Haiti. And like, I was like, oh, I want to know this guy. And I think I reached out to you on Facebook and we started like share. Is that how we met? With sharing like your social media. It was just you've always been such an innovator, and that was such a cool like. Like, let me Thank just you. not help people better sex and safe sex, but let me change the world. And you've always been changing the world, and now with Foria, you are as well. And you've just been a socially minded entrepreneur and friend. Oh, thank you so much. And so, thank you for being here. And Keanu Reeves, who's a new friend, she's a director of communications at Foria. And she does so many other things. I'm not even sure how she holds down the job, but she kicks ass at. But also, she's a doula. She works with pregnancy, postpartum, miscarriage, and abortion. You also stream practitioner. Yeah. 
So that's scar tissue remediation, education, management, and just you help women understand their vulvas and yeah. with scar tissue that's in so many different ways. So I'm glad you're both here and you're also studying sexological body work and you can find them all at foriawellness.com. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com or at Foria Wellness Instagram, at Foria Pleasure, Twitter, facebook.com slash Foria and we'll have this all in the show notes as well. Got that out of the way. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's up? So first, can you guys tell me a bit about your backgrounds? And I know I just covered a little bit and how you actually got into this industry. Because like I said, Matthew, we, we met years ago, but then when you were starting Foria, it was about five, six years ago. And I was like, whoa. Good yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And thank you so much for having us here. And it's amazing to see you doing so well and doing such great work in this space. It's been over a decade of yeah. watching you grow. So I'm so <laughs> glad to be on the other side of the table thank you. talking with you and Kiana. Um, I don't know. I think the plants made me do it. What exactly is Foria? Well, the word Foria comes from Euphoria. <gasps> Makes right. sense. We want, it's like a more feminine version of Euphoria, just F-O-R-I-A. And the reason that word is so important, Euphoria, which is because the anandamide, which is this crazy neurotransmitter that makes you feel really great, like bliss, blissful, um, it triggers euphoric states which I think all of us are running after as much as we can, whenever we yeah. can, whether we know it or not. So Fourier is basically grounded in a, a sort of an aspiration to help increase pleasurable states and diminish states of discomfort using cannabis-based um, plant chemicals. And the first product we developed was around five years ago, we made what is known as the first weed lube. <laughs> right. Um, which is catchy. It's more of a pre-lube, which we'll talk about later on in the show, um, but it was, the, we basically reinvented the use of cannabis as a topical to be applied vaginally for sexual enhancement. Um, and I say reinvented because women have actually been using it to that end for a long, long time. Yeah. And we sort of just reemerged now. And it's it's been really phenomenal watching um, how women have responded, how their partners have responded to using cannabis in the bedroom yeah. to light things up. Right. Um, and not only is it helping in the bedroom, but it's helping to enhance pleasure and diminish pain when pain might be present. And so that got us thinking about how we might be able to use cannabis for pain reduction, mm. specifically to address a really unmet issue for our, spe our species, which is menstrual pain. And it turns out that cannabis also has a very long and storied history of use for women to diminish menstrual cramping and the pain associated with menstruation. So we made what is known colloquially as the weed tampon, <laughs> which is nothing more than a cocoa butter suppository with THC and CBD that's inserted vaginally and then dissolves and then goes right into the pelvic region where there's a whole bunch of cannabinoid receptors. Right. A lot of gobbledygook, but basically means you're taking <laughs> the essence of this plant and you're inserting it into your vagina yeah. and it can help diminish menstruation, not just menstrual pain, but PCOS, endometriosis, other pelvic conditions. I love that you're paying attention to this, all the pain that, that women have been having for forever since the beginning of time. We feel honored to be in a position to be doing yeah. this Yeah, I love that you can continue, like you're innovating on it. Like it's not even the weed, it's the pre-weed loop. No, it's the pre-loop, the pre-loop. Pre pre I mean, I wake up often in the middle of the night going, why me? I mean, I feel like I'm a, I'm a sex worker to the plants. And we can talk about that a little bit more in terms of the, the sexual nature of these plants and what they have to offer us and what we're offering them. I don't think people understand the sexual nature of the plants. I'm not even sure I do. I mean, I do um, sure. intellectually how plants are life, and yeah, I mean, we're none of us are botanists, but I think we can go for a walk in the woods, or we can go lay in a garden, and we can quickly realize that 
you know, our understanding of sex pales in comparison to the progenitors of sexual reproduction, which are plants. So they've been doing it for a lot longer than we have. So um, we like to think about, you know, things emerging out of the garden that might never emerge out of the laboratory. And, you know, it's funny just thinking about our story with Foria. It's like we, we rediscovered something that has been known for a really long time. And we rediscovered it in, I think, a pretty critical time to rediscover this use of this plant. Yeah. Um, because, you know, as a balm, it's not just a balm for some of our sexual needs, but it, it really spreads out so far and wide through so many other aspects of relationship and culture, this, this one right. specific species of plant particularly. Right. Um, so from my own personal journey, you know, I, I ended up in the condom space, just happenstance, um, just trying to address the condoms were speaking to you. The condoms were speaking to the little <laughs> right. latex plants. Latex plants. Um, no, it was more from a social orientation, social impact. You know, looking where where are the places where we can you know, leverage our unique skills, or the efforts that we all put forward, you know, put to work in our respective livelihoods, and try to have some real impact in, in, right. in the world. And um, sex is a great space to do that in. Yes, you only get to talk about these great things. And, sex and, and drugs. Yeah, and it's like real time response. Like people, right. the changes happen in real time, and it telescopes throughout their whole life into their families, and right. their communities, and whatnot. So. Well, here's my question for you guys, because this is nothing new. Like cannabis being used as an aphrodisiac, right, or being right. used as a, as a plant to heal in so many, not just sex, but also just you know, CBD is powerful. Can be used to like for your muscles. Can be used for healing pain. Like basically all over your body back to like the seventh century or something. So how come now is cannabis having, an, uh, is it's, it's time? Yeah, it's moment. It's like. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like tried to have its moment drugs. so many times. There right. were so many kind of false pregnancies of like the cannabis was going to emerge out of the shadows and onto the scene. And oddly enough, I mean, if you look at it, I'd kind of say unfortunately, but it, it is what it is. But I think cannabis emerged because it hit the jackpot with the consumer market. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Like the states all of a sudden started shaking their heads and saying, hey, this is okay because right. the states need money. So that is what got us here. But I think what the, the underlying root structure was mostly empathogenic. It was empathy. It was people having direct experience of how cannabis was helping with disease, with pain, with suffering, with cancer, with so many, so many disparate yeah. issues that might or might not have pharmaceutical um, methodologies that helped. And so people love this plant because Thank the plant's you. been loving them for a really long so time. So true. Well, let's, I thought it would be interesting for you guys to help me talk about and explain this because, again, this is like, I haven't talked about it a lot on the show. I mean, anecdotally, like, when you get high, it can help people get in the mood for sex. And, but also that not all cannabis gets you stoned. And I think you'll think, oh, I can't use drugs or it's, it's a drug or I'm anti-drug. But let's, can we kind of talk about the difference between like the healing properties of the plant and like the difference between THC and CBD or however you want to break that down in the simplest form? I think you can break it down into one, how you ingest. And there's different pathways in the body that when you don't ingest orally or you use it topically and in different ways that it has a incredibly different reaction with your system. So that's one way. But then also cannabis itself is classified into two different plants. So there's hemp, Sort of. You know, hemp is the same species and same genus. I know, it's very confusing, right. It's very confusing. But it you is. know what? It's a great the analog to what you talk about, which right. is, I think, talking about plants is very much like talking about sex. Like, right. we want to put everything in a discrete little individual yeah. place and say, stay there. And we, we break up the human experience, the sexual experience, and say, this is libido, this is sexual, this is intimacy, this is eroticism. And nothing stays put. Everything's moving around. And so with cannabis, too, it's like, 
we're constantly learning. We're listening to our clients. We've learned so much in the five years that, since we put this yeah. product out. There are so many benefits that we had no idea that these things were going to come back, that, that women and their partners were going to respond the way they did. So it's very much more call and response and iterative than it is like we got it on we got this and right. this is what it's because it also does yeah but, well I think to clarify for people who may not be familiar though it's important like there's there they are the same plant but there's hemp which has no active THC in it or very 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 low levels of it right so mm-hmm. it's legal to ship around the world to in most use places, in most right? states most yeah. states okay exactly and then there's thank you Mitch McConnell <laughs> if you're listening we wanted to thank you for that bipartisan support of that new ag bill that just came to the Senate floor it got passed which legalized hemp to be grown Finally. throughout America as an industrial crop because okay. the hemp farmers are they yeah. were just missing out help the farmers which is help the people which People have been fighting for that for a really long time. Yeah, and it's going to go to law hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Exactly. But that's important to know, right? Is that hemp and is a an aspect of the cannabis family and it is medicinal and it doesn't have psychoactive effects. Mm-hmm. And therefore it can be used medicinally in a number of different ways. Um, and I think it's really important to clarify that. Yeah. And I think to the point around psychoactivity, what we've discovered is, you know, we've been making cannabis-based products for five years. And if you use them as directed, and we don't, actually expect anyone to use a sex product mm-hmm. as directed. Um, but that's why we make everything edible. Uh, but if you use it as directed, meaning you don't ingest it orally, you, you use it as a topical mm-hmm. or you insert it into other parts of your body, such as your anus or into your vagina, which we could talk about later, yeah. you actually don't get fully high. I say fully high with a caveat. For the most part, um, you really don't get the same psychoactive experience because of the way your body's metabolizing right. it. So not to get too geeky with the science, but it turns out that our bodies create the metabolite that gets us super high. Right. So it's kind of wild if you think about it. You can take high doses of cannabis into your body in a suppository, get all these relaxation, topical, localized benefits, and not get high. Right. And you could eat that same amount and probably be pretty uncomfortable and right. stoned. Right, interesting. Because when we first met, you were starting, when you started for you, like, your first product was really amazing. Let's talk about it because I'm sitting here. I try the new the Awaken product. Um, Foria has an Awaken product, which is um, massage oil. It's coconut oil. It has different it's healing got, yeah, ingredients. Eight, eight plants, all of which in different cultures were revered for having quote aphrodisiac type properties, right. which is a pretty, pretty broad term. Right. Um, but each of those plants individually were known and beloved in the bedroom. Uh, so we took the benefits of all those plants, put them together synergistically with the wonderful master herbalist mm-hmm. and added the cannabinoid, the CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get this remarkable result. So let's talk about, because this is what you're most known for. Now you guys are branching out in so many things, but let's talk about this for your awaken. So I sprayed into like my clitoris, my vulva. I followed the directions, really? at least <laughs> initially. <laughs> I'm like, I need a starting point. Um, and then you spray it, and then you wait a few minutes. When I'm testing something, it's not, it's for me, but I'm thinking, well, how would someone else be experiencing this too, and how will I explain it? What I loved is that it just got me to like not rush into sex. I was just for masturbation, but to like lean back and be like, okay. Um, and I just did a little meditation, and I really just started to like breathe into my body, which is what I know I tell you all to do, but I'm going to be honest. I don't always do it. Sometimes I'm rushed. But just the fact that it was the process of like putting it on and like touching myself and laying back and then I started to feel like a tingling and like a really like warm sensation and um, it smells really good, like minty. Mm-hmm. Right? No cacao, minty. Mint. Yeah, cacao, it's all healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that. And then it just like felt warm and it was like I, 
and I didn't need to apply anything else, like a lube. I, for me, it was like, it was enough. And then it just kind of felt like I was able to like put my attention there. We're in the sense of, I loved it because I'm thinking about my listeners. So many women we hear from every single day who are like, I... I'm never in the mood for sex or how do I get my, how do I get on board with it? I don't want sex with my partner does. I don't think about masturbation. And I'm always like, you know, so many of us, we've talked about this too, Kiana, how we're so, women are so distracted, we're so disconnected from our bodies. And like so much of the work that you're doing too, like all your work, sexological body work and all the things are like getting women to connect. We just walk around with this part of us. We're like, I don't know what's going down in there. So I love that it, even for a few minutes to be like, I'm going to send all my energy and breathe into my pelvic floor. And it just kind of gave a more purposeful um, intention and more mm. to my to my masturbation session, which yeah. was amazing, yeah. by the way. So let's talk about, if we can, about what, like, what have you been hearing or I get what was the amazing need? feedback. I'm a lot of the customer interaction um, in terms of particularly this product because it's it's spreading itself because it's having such an amazing reach and people are having such amazing response to it. So one thing I think is important and you touched on is this idea of like a marination time and slowing down and how important that is. Cause we culturally have this model of arousal that's very oriented towards how men or people with penises mm-hmm. have arousal, which is very quick and fast. And women, people with vulvas have a much different build up for arousal the circumstances are different it's a whole neural connected network that you really have to be not just in your body space you have to be in your mind space and your emotional space and so syncing those up is um, sometimes really difficult for people to be yeah. to do and the yeah. distraction too that comes into our minds <sighs> so of much. all the things we need to do so the nice thing with awaken that I keep hearing as feedback over and over is one is the marination time. So slowing down and touching our bodies or having our partner touch our bodies in a way that builds arousal, but that's not just building up immediately to penetration and orgasm. It's not goal oriented. And so we've really been talking about this as something called a a pre-lube. It's something you do even before you engage Mm -hmm. in what we know as um, sex, which is usually like heterosexual penetrative sex. And that has really, really, really changed a lot of people's experience and understanding. The other thing that I think is really, really wonderful about this that I get feedback again all the time is it helps your body's natural arousal systems. Mm -hmm. So that arousal network and self-lubrication, for example. Some people will put this on and go, I really can't tell if this is me or if this is the awaken. And what we think is it's a combination of both. And of course, all of the feedback is from our customers at this point, and so there's no scientific data behind any of it. But so many people saying like, this is helping me with lubrication, this is helping me actually not experience pain. Sometimes I experience pain. Well, let's talk, I wanted to ask that part of it too, is that, yeah, 80% of women experience pain at some point during sex, and they just normalize it, they don't do anything about it. So I I loved seeing all the, the, the comments and the reviews that actually yeah. helps women. Can you talk about that? Yeah, pain? this is one of those organic wow. things that's happening with the people. You know, I'll we'll make a post on social media about, you know, 80% of women experience painful intercourse at some point during their lifetime. And then the back end of our messages are all like, that's me, that's me. People raising mm. their hands saying, they're, I didn't know that this was normal. I didn't know that other people experienced this. And it's something we don't talk about. And there's not a lot of solutions. Um, no. There's some people doing some really interesting things on the forefront, like pelvic floor physical therapy and things like that. But in terms of products, there's there's none and there's almost no research and no resource for people who are having that experience. 
something we're finding with this over and over again are people who have not been able to have penetrative intercourse for sometimes even years. I'll get messages that are like, the first time in five years I've been able to make love with my husband. And I had two orgasms and I never, ever, ever thought that was going to be possible again. That is amazing. Can you explain to me then what it is? So people listening are like, well, how did that happen with this spray you put on yourself? So what, what it's, it's the CBD. It's the, it's all all the products. It's a couple things. There's kava's in there and kava's are really amazing analgesic and it also works with the nervous system. So you both have this topical absorbent quality of the kava that works with the tissues and then it's also working within the nervous system to help relax so you're working physically and with the the nervous system which is huge and then the cbd of course is anti-inflammatory one of the most well-known medical anti-inflammatories on the market Um, and we think that's really helping with any tissue irritation muscular irritation deep like pelvic floor stuff so miracle it really is like i just love when i was reading through it i'm like i love that you're helping so many women and the cbd is showing signs of um really offering benefit for social and sexual anxiety which is what flibanserin was trying to address you know the rebranding of of the the, antidepressant that massive failure of a drug the Um, female um viagra the female viagra that wasn't really an arousal it was about anxiety and so right. CBD is known to really help with generalized social anxiety and and sexual anxiety which is really really common and no one understands exactly what it's doing so we're kind of at the vanguard right now yeah. putting product out there that has a 10,000 plus year use really? amongst humans right. dated back in the literature um, 10,000 years it's Indo-European into the Indus Valley into China into like old ancient medical textbooks yeah. and so it's like well Maybe some of these entrenched issues that we haven't been able to solve for in the laboratory, we're kind of seeing some early signs of really profound benefits that are just coming back from a a, a small number, because we're just a small company of clients, but they're consistent and they're, they're really strong and we're not where they want to share this with us because they want other women to, to also have that experience and share it so we can share it with them. So it's helping women get more turned on, get more aroused, is that what you're saying? Like, Yeah, I think it's... Different the, than the Fulban, whatever it was, Fulban Saran or whatever it was trying to... The this bag product specifically I, wasn't designed as um, to, to address anxiety. So oh, we, anxiety, are, we, right. are, uh, we are creating CBD products which have okay. a, a stronger amount of CBD specifically. Can you just help for, with anxiety in general? Like everyone's sure. goddamn anxious. Literally, who isn't yeah. anxious? If you're not anxious, I'm shocked. Like I want to put those people in a lab. But like, yeah. mm-hmm. who doesn't have anxiety right now? That's right. In a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Some people more Absolutely. Right, intense than others. But um, Well, I think that gets back to your earlier question about why now? Yeah. And, I, and I talked briefly about, oh, well, maybe it's the consumer market. Maybe that's that was sort of the how it got normalized, how, how are we here where 20 odd states are now legalized in a medical or recreational capacity, but why now I think is more interesting. And so the why being, we are so disjointed, we are extraordinarily anxious, we are perhaps seeing some of the stresses that are coming from an overuse of our mental acumen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're really bright species in some way, but we're perhaps building really sharp saws and cutting off the branches that we're standing on mm-hmm. and we're really high up in the air and then we're all kind of anxious that we're doing that. <laughs> really? <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah, so maybe like climbing down out of the trees, so to speak, and coming into our bodies, relaxing, having more direct experience of pleasure that's not a consumer-based activity that's just emergent out of your own body or with a partner or not. This is deeply healing and yeah. it will have reverberations, I think, culturally that we're, we need to swing back. You know, I think everyone would admit that we're, whoa, like we're moving so fast. Yeah. Nobody can keep up. 
I just house my cell phone in traffic, but that's a much better way. I mean, my branches are being cut down. I'm like, that too. But my cell phone won't stop all weekend. It's like going crazy, you know? It's hard not to wax philosophical with when you're dealing with this planet. No, you're it like does in it. it. It's Yeah, because you're just in it. And it, it speaks to us. And it's speaking to all of our clients in very unique and meaningful ways. Well, I just know a lot about CBD because of how it helps with, um, like, it can help with like, cancer and arthritis. And I mean, just so many, like... Um, just chronic pain in general, right? Yeah. The balms and the you can um, also inhale it, the vapes and stuff. Yeah. So and then cramps, I know it can help with cramps. Yeah, you guys have the. We do. We have a product called Relief, which has again been this incredible revolutionary product for so many people who have pelvic pain, menstrual cramps, endometriosis, so many different experiences that are very common, and there hasn't been a lot of progression in terms of pharmaceutical or scientific research on how the, or any natural alternatives for those pains. So mm-hmm. we've had a lot of really incredible firsthand feedback from particularly endometriosis community, which yeah. are people who are experiencing this like on a very regular, very intense basis and often on the heaviest dose of pharmaceutical painkillers. People have written to me and said, I've completely gotten off of my painkillers just by using your product and it's absolutely changed my life. Which using? Not Awaken, the Relief, the the suppository. Yeah, so let's back up. We should talk about Relief because Relief, also known as the weed tampon, um, it's it's not a tampon (laughs) and we can talk more about why that is but it's it's an important thing to talk about in and of itself because, um, you know, I think as a species we've radically failed women to address this monthly phenomenon, which is throughout the world still a source of tremendous amount of shame, and even here in our culture, it's just yeah. not accepted. Um, and women have to suffer through this silently. And the only thing on the market right now, to, to our knowledge, is like a rebranded hiccup drug from Mital, the 1920s. Yeah, Mital, right, exactly. Like, take another pill. or Take yeah. another pill, which it's on the bottle. It's like, might have long-term negative consequences. Well, menstrual cramps happen for a long period of a woman's right, life. Exactly. So it's been interesting for us to see how this plant that was originally we were utilizing for the sake of a pleasure enhancement mm-hmm. in the bedroom, the reason we developed relief was that we kept hearing from users that it was also dampening uh, pain That's and allowing amazing. pleasure signaling to go through. So normally if you have a pain condition in the pelvic region, you're going to go to a pain specialist yeah. and they're going to prescribe you an opiate. And that might be okay for you. If you have severe pain, right. I mean, opiates can be phenomenal allies to help humans have less pain. Right. But if you're trying to experience pleasure and you turn off the, the receptor, you have no yeah, pleasure. I feel yes. like I feel like this whole, like, I mean, we sp- women spend... I always say like a quarter of my life I will spend like either PMSing or have my period and mm. like and then during that time a lot goes on like yeah. I might get really angry and, and then I spend the next three you know kind of blow things off I used to feel like this way I remember in college I'm like if one week of the month I'm spending like in this crazy and then I gotta spend the next two weeks cleaning it up like, yeah. but no one talks about that so if there's right. a way to just help women with this, yeah. this pain and stuff I just think now it is becoming a thing that women we're actually like looking at totally. different ways to help women with this monthly thing now what about men? I Whoa. feel like we talk a lot about men. <laughs> Wait, with their no, cramps? But I'm just, no, men don't have cramps. But like, what about any of your products or sexual? Yeah, it's interesting. And we all have anxiety, so sexual anxiety. Sexual Well, I think that would be a good use for a CBD product for men uh-huh. that have sexual anxiety, a higher dose of CBD to deal with anxiety. Mm-hmm. In terms of like physiological response, and trust me, we've been trying. You know, our right people have been asking us for five years, you know, why do you, you're all this stuff for women. It just turns out that this 
plant specifically, which remember, this is harvested from the female of this plant. It creates the flower. It has all these compounds, uh you know, concentrated in its flowers and it's a female, you know, it's it's not the male and it happens to have all these benefits to the females of our species. So what about the men? We're still working on it. Um, And we do have some things that might not be fully normalized across the board for everyone, but we found that introducing cannabis similar to introducing it vaginally through a suppository, mm-hmm. which is what relief is, um, we do that with yeah. a rectal suppository. Okay. Well, I wanted you guys, there was an article that came out a few weeks ago, it was a study, and I saved it because I knew you guys were to come on. I was so excited about, does marijuana increase sex, sexual drive? So it was kind of printed everywhere. It was a new study, and I wanted to kind of go through it with you and see, see what yeah. you thought about it. Yeah. Um, so... They found that men and women who use marijuana daily had about 20% more sex during the previous four weeks than their peers who abstained from the drug. And it asked, this was a version of on CNN written by Ian Curter, who's a, a colleague and a well-known you know, sexologist, sex doctor as well. Um, you know, What's the connection between sex and marijuana? So it talks about how marijuana affects the libido. People who use, you know, so here's just some Here's just some thoughts around it that people who use marijuana may have more sex because they put less pressure on themselves when they're high, so they don't have the same performance anxiety as those who are sober. That was one sex therapist. Another one said a small amount may help increase your ability to communicate your preferences to your partner. You just kind of like that anxiety. I mean, I think so much of what we're talking about is your anxiety goes down, you can have a little more relaxation, you can actually say what you want Mm -hmm. and what you need. They're talking specifically about THC in this part of it. It targets a part of our brain associated with sexual arousal, at least in females. So what would you have to say, what do you say about this? Are you like, finally, or did you already see this? Or Well, I would ask you how you're defining sexual drive and sexual desire, right? Yeah. So that's, I think that's important to, we we gloss over the terms. We do, and, and, and they're often misused. Like, what, it's arousal, desire. And even with right. the cannabis, like, there's a vast difference between a microdose and a dab. Yeah. Right, so mm-hmm. you can you could onboard a thousand milligrams of THC into your body and be okay if you have a super high tolerance, because the body does the build The THC is the more psycho... Yes. Right. Tropic, is that what you Psychoactive. Psychoactive. Or you could take, like me, two and a half milligrams and this that just enough turning like a glass of wine that you feel it is like a glass of wine and and it's better i have to say this though because i feel like alcohol is alcoholism is is really a problem Mm -hmm. in in our everywhere Mm -hmm. but i feel like some people are like oh i need that glass of wine at night i just feel like for some people i think cannabis is the new chardonnay yeah yeah, i think it's being written about us in such a way i could see that i think it's interesting, and I'm guessing that this article was about people who are ingesting it through smoking well, it and inhaling like, it. Yeah, I don't think it was specifically like topical or other ways, but it really wasn't. It right. is. It's but saying it's, that they're having more regular sex, and right. the thing that that says to me is it's, you know, because because I have smoked before in my experience and other people that I know is that you immediately get brought into the present moment mm-hmm. and you really are out of your head most of the time and really in your body and really able to feel things really in your senses. And there's nothing that works more with arousal than being in your senses and in your body and being able to like feel. Maybe. I would I would caveat that if you're comfortable in that place, but someone who's sure. just in their head, working, stressing, kids, all of a sudden they're super present, mm-hmm. they're not gonna automatically be like, I feel sexy. <laughs> not sexy, like, but I'm well, way too hands. present. Maybe. I don't know what to do. That's Maybe true. I you got to look at your own emotions and what you've been blocking, and you've been numb your whole life. So the people who are long-term users, I think they've the they've gotten comfortable with coming into presence, coming into their body. Right. So then they could engage intimately. Because I've certainly noticed some periods in my life of like 
alter my consciousness and there, it's too much too fast yeah. I couldn't yeah. even imagine yeah. trying to interact totally. with another person and their needs and their being it's right. like whoa it's too much yeah. so a lot of this is like it's all new to us, but maybe we're, we're so, we want to throw the throttle and says, yes, cannabis is good for sex or no, it's not. And we're yeah. like, we don't it's know. It's just like everything. We don't know until yeah. about doses and different kinds. That's a thing. Like, I'm not saying everyone should jump into yeah. this, but it might be something else to look at. Well, everyone's so unique too. And for me, arousal and desire and even wanting to have sex so much relates to our nervous system and our mm-hmm. stress levels. So anything that's working with stress levels in the body, I would say is going to help um, orient us towards pleasure in our lives. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. The more you, you breathe into your body and the more we just kind of deal with our stress and anxiety yeah. through breath, through yoga, through whatever it is, exactly. even if it's five, 10 minutes, I feel exactly. like it's huge. Will you guys stay and help me answer some emails yeah, from the course. people? Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, we're going to give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you everyone for supporting them. I love you. We'll be right back. I love when I run into listeners of the podcast in the real world. You always ask such great sex questions. And you also ask me, is the womanizer really that good? Or tell me more about the womanizer, which doesn't surprise me because it's still the top search term on sexwithemily.com. The good news is I could talk about the womanizer all day. I call it the clip whisper because it seems to know exactly what I want. I didn't think they could top the womanizer to go, the one that's shaped like a lipstick. But guess what? They did. The latest womanizer is called the Starlet. It's got all the power of the original, but it's super tiny. It literally fits in the palm of your hand. The womanizer uses patented pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate your clitoris with gentle suction and air pressure. It's so effective. Some women have an orgasm in 60 seconds. If you haven't tried a womanizer, now is the time. There are a bunch of different models, but trust me, all of them are the sure thing. To order your Womanizer Starlet, click on the Womanizer banner on my site or find it at goodvibes.com slash Emily. Emily, wouldn't you say stress is probably one of the number one inhibitors of Stress is the biggest desire, killer of our, you know. our yeah, of desire. Absolutely. Sex people are like, don't want to have sex because they're so stressed. Absolutely. They can't have them work and we're going, going, we're on the computer, yeah. we're connected, we're in traffic, we get home. How do we want to have sex with that? Like, yeah. It's the last thing on our mind. Yeah. And just say, and yeah. I know what even I get, I'm like, oh God, I, got, you know, oh, yeah. I, I know what it takes. I got to turn off my phone. I got to sit and meditate and breathe. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just, you're like, no, like you, you rail against it. But yes, I would say that it is definitely anxiety and stress. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's all head-based. Yes. But if you can somehow drop it into your body. So what I like about this, about talking just kind of us more openly, I'm so glad that it is more open and people can see that there are some solutions, perhaps for them, if it works, that they could kind of relax into their body, maybe not have wine and beer or as well as, yeah. I don't know, in we conjunction. Actually, we had great feedback a little while ago from a, a customer of ours who talked about how she actually has been using Awaken quite a bit and she was experiencing like regularly very painful intercourse and she was like, I don't have to drink that glass of wine now right. every time right. because I do get really relaxed. I, I can not um, have this fear of like pain during penetration, but I can wow. trust my body and I can really orient towards like the pleasure part of it. So I found that really powerful because with the four-year weekend, that's, I just love weekend. this yeah. because I've never been able to tell women, I could say, see a pelvic floor specialist. Yeah. Know, but this is amazing that you're hearing from that from so many women. Yeah. Like I definitely happy. a tool to keep in your toolkit. Yeah, you know? for sure. And as, as a guy who uses awaken frequently, um, you know, even though I don't get a direct physiological benefit to like more pleasure um, directly, the smell. So how it, like, do you use it? I mean, I'll, I'll use you it can, for self pleasure. I'll like use it for ma- oral for your- with my wife. I'll use it for intercourse. Like we'll use it in. It's always near it's always body. there. It's right. in every room in the house, just in case. <laughs> That's 
It's our go-to. It is your go-to. But what happens now is like I sprayed some on before the show and like I turned around like I thought my wife was in the room because now I so associate the smell. And so like if you think about the word sensual, like scent, so we're really fascinated with like how does scent and and pheromones and smell play into the mechanisms of arousal and how we store erotic memories. So what's been really fascinating for me is like using this product, having deeply pleasurable experiences of intimacy, and then it stores that memory in that smell. So I can smell this on the way home from work and it unpacks that memory and it starts getting my body turned on and it gets me out of my head. It gets me out of the stress response from being at work and being in traffic and it gets me back into the the juiciness of the body. I love that. So like for arousal sake for guys, like using this, the essential oil piece, like, oh, we poo-poo essential oil. Essential oils, what? Yeah. Oh, it's smell. It's like our deepest memories. It is our deepest memories. We get there through smell. It's the smell of our lovers. Yeah. And I was going to say that it's, I think, scientifically proven that the closest sense that we have that's tied into memory is sense. It's like the most accessible way for us to access things that maybe are a little bit subconscious. It's true. It's so true. One thing to combat stress or to get yourself in in the mood for sex is to think about all the senses. So I say, say like, go into your bedroom, like light a candle, play music. You know, this would be great for taste Mm because it tastes so good. But like the touch, what are you feeling, hearing, smelling, tasting? Because when we're in our heads so much, that's, and then you immediately drop into the experience. So Mm -hmm. I love that this kind of do all of it so it's interesting about people locking in certain scents because I, I noticed that too in my life I'll drive past something or smell something like oh that reminds me of whatever the gas smell yeah. was Indonesia I was yeah. driving somewhere I was like 20 years ago. I smelled like petrol or something yeah. sure. <laughs> it's, it's true we all have memories from petrol we do it's we do but you're like remember where you're at but I think that's a really interesting <laughs> or wet asphalt you know when you're a kid and it rains and you're outside I don't know I know no it's memory. true we, we, we don't pay much attention to it so I love that you lock this in with your wife that's sweet the thing I like about it too is I it'll bring that. up parts of memory that aren't like your visual or known memory it's really like the subconscious yeah. feel and like the feel at memory memory mm-hmm. and it'll bring up emotion as opposed to just like the visual kind of like remembrance right, of something exactly, which is powerful right it gets us out of our head really to yeah. think I love that it brings up a different part of it now what about um this is an aphrodisiac like how they say like cannabis has been used as an aphrodisiac in so many cultures and stuff what do you guys think about aphrodisiacs it's a ongoing it's a funny word debate. it's like pheromones yeah, it's, a, aphrodisiacs. It's, it's a fun conversation because you know all there's an encyclopedia of aphrodisiacs um, which is a really phenomenal book and it looks at couple hundred plants that humans have figured out over the few millennia that we've been figuring these things out, how how these plants work with the human body in, in the bedroom. Um, so we've been at this for a while. I mean, we're, we've been trying to use plants to get off for a really long time. Like a long, like- a long, a lot, much longer than, than Viagra's been around exactly. before. We've been sniffing plants and digging right. roots out of the ground and being like, I wonder what this is gonna do for right. me. This kind of looks like a phallus. I wonder what this is gonna make me hard. I mean, that's where it began. So we're still in there, in that same place, like wondering, what is the turn on? And how is this gonna function for me? And we'll do it for everyone. Mm-hmm. We always want everything to do it for everyone every time. Exactly. But unfortunately with it sex, it's not gonna work every time. You can't reproduce great sex by just reproducing the, act, the activity. Exactly what happened last time, step by step. That's true. Well, you guys are making good dent in it. I love what Foria's doing and how much you're helping people. And you guys are wonderful to know and to work with and to know you, Matt, and just to see this grow. And everyone's like, talks about Foria now. I'm like, I know, Matt, I'm important to start it. You're kicking ass. <laughs> this is exciting. I mean, we think there's a, so much more to come that's yeah. gonna be revealed from this relationship that's 
happening right now between mm-hmm. people using this plan all these unique and really intimate ways and then sharing it with each other on social and like communicating it's just all ground up yeah and, people want to know exactly. more yeah it's a great time so you guys can all check it out your website's great they can get it on your website they can we, we are we're able to sell Awaken okay. and, and future uh, CBD products that are coming from so industrial hemp globally so okay. we can ship worldwide our THC products you have to visit California, Colorado, Come or Canada. Come visit. We have a good time here. We have a good time here. But I think just starting with this is great. So emails. We have Matthew and Kiana here from Foria. They're going to help me. Okay. So I love answering your questions on the show. It's why I exist on the planet. So if you have a question you want me to answer, you can text Ask Emily all one word, to 797979. You get a quick form. You fill that out. And as always, include your name, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. Okay, this is actually about endometriosis. So I thought this would be very helpful. You guys can answer this. Help me answer this. This is from Madeline 20 in London, and it's about endometriosis. So I thought, how perfect you guys are here to help. Hi, Emily. I'm a bisexual woman, and I've been experiencing pain during penile intercourse. I was diagnosed with endometriosis earlier this year and have had an operation to try to help, but it's been five months, and I still can't have penile intercourse without excruciating pain. This makes it really difficult to casually hook up with guys as I feel like there's a lot of disappointment and not to mention it's a real mood killer. This is leading me to think I should start exclusively sleeping with women. These experiences have been less painful and more pleasurable. Please let me know what you think. The doctors don't seem to regard this as a serious problem. With these doctors. So much. Oh my God, so much. I mean, I was thinking definitely she could see a physical therapist, a a pelvic floor uh, therapist. We recently had Heather Jeffcoat on the show. Do you know who she is? She's a pelvic floor specialist. And she talked to us a lot about helping women with pain, how we have this. Not only are we disconnected from our vaginas, but her whole pelvic, the entire region is just so confusing to us. And and doctors are not really trained in this area that much. So I think that um, I'm not sure which doctors aren't regarding it as a serious problem, but I would tell everyone listening that if you go to a doctor and they're saying you don't really have a problem, luckily there's a lot of other kinds of doctors you can go to, especially when it comes to pelvic floor pain, endometriosis, all this pain that women are suffering from. So I'm so glad she wrote. And now that we were just talking about this, um, Kiana, what do you think? a couple thoughts. So my first is what's happening um, when you're with women versus when you're with men that's making it not painful because if there's insertion there I mean there sounds can like it's insertion she says it's with penile insertion but you can't have insertion with True. women so is there something that's happening oh emotionally differently emotionally or if there's more warm-up or there's more um something happening in the nervous system and her response to men versus being with women a feeling of safety so those are all things I would consider I also think endometriosis is really linked into hormonal health and there's been some great benefits from modifying your diet there's an endometriosis endometriosis diet that you can look oh, up. Great. There's other things that you can do that can help detoxify the system to really balance out to make some of the effects of endometriosis less painful. The other thing I would say is experiment with topicals that can be pain relieving, like okay. Awaken, like yeah, we were Awaken talking about. Yeah, Awaken sounds like, I mean, because you already had, mentioned it. Exactly. You've okay. heard from Quite women. a few okay. women with endometriosis. So she's in London. Yeah. Can she get this? She can get it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think try this. Try see a pelvic floor specialist if you can um, in London, because they can also give you, right? Do you think that would be helpful for yeah. her? Like I'm not, different exercises, different ways to to, to, yeah. know, to move it to understand it pelvic pain it's a, it's a complex thing it, it can complex. be neural it can be psychological it can be emotional it can be obviously physical with the imbalance of the endometriomas right. growing okay. outside of the uterus so good advice okay thank you Madeline for emailing us let us know how it goes okay this is from Emily 28 in New York 
My current boyfriend of two years was the first male to give me an orgasm through oral sex. Lucky for me, it's his favorite. I was always able to orgasm by myself. He's been wanting me to orgasm with him inside me. I've told him that only like 30% of women can reach climax through penetration alone, but here's the problem. When he uses clitoral stimulation when he's inside me, I'm distracted. It's as if I can either focus on his penis inside me or on clitoral stimulation, not both. Why can't I feel both at the same time? And yes, I can orgasm when I use a toy that's both internal and external. I've been tried slowing down and breathing, but it's almost like my brain can only process one sensation at a time. Is this typical? How can I combat this, if at all? Thanks so much. Love your show and all that you do for the world. Sounds like Emily, and I've, I can relate to this too. I kind of used to feel this way about 69, the, that position, because I'm like, either I'm giving or receiving. I can't do both. <laughs> You're going down on me, I'm taking it, or I'm going to give you a killer blowjob, but I just, there's the both. I don't know what to do here. So I totally understand this. So I think like for Emily, like she's probably still in her head a lot, because obviously she's orgasmic and she can experience a lot of pleasure. And so I was thinking maybe she could try having a clitoral orgasm first when he's inside of her, but doesn't have to focus on his penis necessarily she could also be stimulating her own clitoris and not have him do it. So she could control when it's happening. And I'm wondering, you know, what different types of toys she's using with both stimulations. Because a lot of times what I tell women, if they can have something on their own using a toy or their hands, transfer that to a partner. So how can you be sitting or moving and use his penis in that same way so you can have those same kind of sensations and orgasm? And I also just like people to take the pressure off of how this is going to be like she's so in her head with it that maybe just kind of take uh intercourse off the table or just focus on one at a time one at a time yeah what would you think, what do you, uh, well, think? Either was, one of you wanted to say something yeah well, you, gonna, you like I'm, jumped I'm towards the mic defer to you oh, but you got this, but I, well i did want to encourage um emily to the other think end. about um your orgasm being yours and your boyfriend didn't give it to you. I was going to say that too. Thank you. When I read that, I, I didn't, because sometimes I cut myself off and I was like, I don't want to do that. But yes, when I hear women say, he gave it to me. It's like I'm carrying around a bunch of orgasms in a bag and I'm going to hand them out right. to women. It's not the way It's that not it that works. way. Like yeah. you, right, exactly. Like you, we are responsible for our own orgasms. Thank you for that clarification. I would, I would take the focus on orgasm off the table, yeah. even if there is penile intercourse. And I, for me, I would say something working with building sensation. So working with G-spot stimulation and then working with clitoral and then moving back to G-spot and then back to clitoral and really like easing out of this um, typical idea of what we have. Like once we start having sex, like that's the thing. We keep right. going with that pause in the middle of it. Increase your clitoral stimulation for a little while and then go back towards G-spot because the thing is, is the way that engorgement works, sometimes the G-crest, the urethral tissue is the last to get totally engorged. And so depending on your level of arousal, it's something that gets sensitized more and more and more as your arousal heightens. So right. if you experience experiment with that, then it might allow you to right. um, feel I love hearing that as a, as a yeah. guy because it's, you know, guys have performance anxiety yes. and we're like, oh, is this, is this working? Is that working? And the minute we think something's working, we go for it. It's <laughs> like, oh, it's working. It's working. And you know, it's interesting to hear you say that, and it's beautiful the way you put it, yeah. but allowing for oscillation, mm -hmm. you know, allowing for there to be like pulling back, even when something feels really good, like right. edging, pulling back, edging. and then going back to it, and then pulling back, and creating some space and some breath so you can mm -hmm. actually start to feel what's happening, not just be overwhelmed with sensation. Mm -hmm. Like oscillation, that's a nice that's one. That's good, is a good one. And it's, it's just a way of saying, like, 
I, I really would love people to stop thinking about sex as so linear. Like yeah. you were saying earlier, it just goes from foreplay to we make out, then foreplay, then orgasm, then sex, then yeah. orgasm, and then we roll over and watch Netflix. <laughs> I feel like it could be so many different things. Like it can be, you start with your G-spot and then go back or start with anything, kissing and just different sensations and not be attached to what you think it should exactly. look like. Yeah. And kind of tricking her, how she's gotten used to this, so this has become her problem. Yeah. You know, Emily, That like, could be cool. Like break it up. Like yeah. just stop in the middle and like, say hey I'm gonna go make some eggs I'll be right <laughs> Actually, back I've done and then like come that. back and like you're you caught up with the sensation like the right. sensation parade to like run ahead and you're like what and so go make some eggs and come back and then get back down again <gasps> yeah learn to keep your arousal going keep that pilot light lit yeah okay great advice we've got one more oh, I thought this was funny okay because it just this is from Lee 21 in California Hello, Emily. Have you heard of herbs just such as longjack, maca root, or horny goat weed, which can all be used to boost libido? If so, would you recommend these, or do you have any advice on taking these herbs? Now, horny goat, uh, what do you think, guys? I wouldn't take any of those. I would talk to an herbalist, and Mm -hmm. you're up in San Francisco? He's in California. In California. I'm sure you can find a local herbalist and and talk to them directly about these different herbs, because a lot of these herbs are known to help with arousal in men. Um, but a lot of the stuff on late night TV um, turns out that they're grinding up other pharmaceuticals and putting them into these uh, drugs and there's amphetamines in them. There's a whole lot of risk associated with just jumping on the bandwagon for the next super herb in the bedroom. So I would talk to an herbalist and find out the history of these herbs and how they're used and how maybe they're used alongside other herbs to increase their efficacy and then experiment slowly. And Obviously, make sure you talk to a doctor if you've got right. a heart condition, if any other things are going on that you want to be concerned about. Because sometimes when you increase vasodilation for erection, you also could in- increase the risk of heart attack. Right. So these are, you know, because they're they're working. They, right? Right. We're often thinking, oh, it's a plan, so I don't have to worry about it. Well, perhaps there's less risk, but there's certainly still risk. If it's active, it's active. Yeah, it's not an actual goat. He's a horny goat. What do they do with this goat? <laughs> and he's right. eating weed? I don't know. It's not legit, right? So, um... Yeah, I guess they're tough for all these. This is what's advertised on TV. You get at 7-Eleven, like the, those yeah. pills. Like, you guys don't buy that stuff. Yeah, and I mean, maca is really well known, but it's an adaptogenic. So it's, again, working with the nervous system to help mitigate stress. And adaptogen means it do, it helps your body do what it needs to do. So if you're stressed, it'll bring your stress levels down. But if you need more energy, it'll give you more energy. And sex hormones play such a big role in libido. And I would say along with talking with an herbalist, get your hormones checked out. Because thyroid, testosterone, things that really uh, feed into what we call libido are really sometimes biochemical. Yeah, exactly. I feel like hormones are not discussed enough either, and we don't understand enough about them because it's harder to test hormones. And so um, I just think that a lot of the things that we attribute to I don't know, even like depression, anxiety, whatever we're experiencing, a lot of it is hormones. You can go to a functional medicine doctor and they can do a hormone panel. That's, yeah. yeah. I've been all over that. I just started doing that. I'd like pee on a stick like five times a day or something. (laughs) I'd like set my time. Have you ever done that? I'd like set my clock. But I feel like, well, I'll let you know, That's everyone, good. if you want me to read my panels. <laughs> I'll read it in a really like deep, sexy voice. I'd be like... Dim the lights. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, hello, I got my feedback. My estrogen levels are peaking. Um, okay, guys, so uh, that's all we have time for. But I have a quick question for you guys, since we sort of are like at the kind of the forefront of how the cannabis industry now, like I feel like it is a little bit still like the Wild West. Where do you guys see the cannabis industry going in the next five to ten years? 
I'd it's like to talk about fast. where it's going in the next 500 years, okay. but we'll have to come back on okay, another we, episode. Yeah. You, you will come back. I love you. I've been wanting you on the show for that's, so long. This is such back. a treat. Um, what's happening with the cannabis industry? I think just looking at our experience over the past five years, which in the cannabis industry is like cat years, it's like literally right. feels like 50. Literally, right. Um, I think we're going to see a, a, a lot of people adopting cannabis that otherwise, like my mom, who said no, right, no, I no, that's not okay. Like my grandma too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know they they've already heard the stories. It's getting more normalized, and it's really going to hit when they have the direct experience for themselves. But right now, it's like people need to keep an open mind. The heart's that's, open. They're hearing all these right. beneficial stories. So I think if you looked at the trajectory and you look at the trend, it's a plant that's here to stay. Mm-hmm. It perhaps has more to offer our species than many other plants that we've discovered. Yeah. And it's like saying, hey, I'm right here and I grow really fast mm-hmm. and like, and I I love you. Right. So I think that's, Aww. it's a silly hippie thing to say. No, but, it is. But it's, but it's but really it's, true. I, get I mean, it. It's true. People don't, like. You know, someone that loves you, they care about you and they offer you ways to like be happier and be healthier and have more pleasure and less pain. Like this plant does that in every instance. So right. I don't know, every 10 years from now, I don't know, a plant in every bedroom. <laughs> right, like I said, we don't have, I would say like a lube on every nightstand, a plant in every bedroom. Because I do feel like a lot with the, we hear so much about the pharmaceutical industries and I wonder, I think that, that now might be the plant's time to shine and people yeah. can start to really kind of look at it. Because right now I'm not expecting everyone to go out and whatever they want to do today. It might be the first time they've heard it talked about in a really intelligent way and kind of crossing all, you know, you guys know a lot about it and to kind of just kind of, hmm, maybe I'll look into that. Yeah, it, there's new options. There's more options. It's been taboo and hidden in a yes. lot of ways for a long time. So I think bringing it out into the open allows us to do medical studies, allows us to normalize it in our culture a bit so that people who really were brought up in a an era where cannabis was the gateway drug and it was mm-hmm. marijuana and weed, you know, is right. this like not yeah. a good thing that's really changing and yeah so, that's what I like to see too it is changing yeah. and it's healing yeah and so we're, we're not just basing things on anecdotal evidence from our clients like so we believe that we have to pursue the scientific method and, the, and go through the the ring so to speak for proving out efficacy as a medicine so we actually have the first of its kind uh, observational study of around 500 women using our vaginal suppository oh. for menstrual pain okay that we'll be talking about in the next month or two um, so, so we do want to it. see that move along in tandem. You know, the medical science is usually five to ten years behind where the the knowledge it's true. is. It's that. It's a slow it's train. Even more, right? It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. slow train. So we don't want people to wait to get the benefits because we know this is such a safe plant mm-hmm. because we've been using it for so so long. Yeah. So everyone can get the benefits now, and the doctors will catch up and say we told. I mean, everyone Confirm can say we told what you we so. Already so know. true, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. thanks for doing all the work for all of us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank it's you, been Matthew really and Kian. I know. Well, sex and drugs. Sex and weed. No, it's tough work. Right. Sex and drugs. But we have good, you know, at the end of the day, it's... Well, when you're ready for your next gig, we can start a band, then we can say we did it. We, we did got it. sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Exactly. Oh, my God, I love it. I'm in. I'm in. You got Thank a great you voice, Emily. We Thank could do you. It. We could do it. I don't know if I can sing yet, but, you know. We're going to leave we'll you guys tonight with a little song that Emily wrote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pressure, the pressure. Um, thank you for being here. Thank I you. Yeah, this has been awesome. Really you guys, everyone check out Foria. Foria Wellness. Everyone check out uh, foriawellness.com. More information on the website and the show notes. Thank you both. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. The other day, my friends at Adam and Eve called to ask me if I wanted to give away free vibrators to my audience. I said no. 
I'm kidding. Of course I said yes, but only for a very limited time when you use code EMILY at adamandeve.com. They're going to send you a free pocket rocket with your order. Pocket rockets are great little vibrators. They're perfect for clitoral stimulation alone or with a partner. They're super easy to use and compact enough to stash anywhere. Oh, on top of the free pocket rocket, Adam and Eve will also chop 50% off the price of almost any single item and ship the whole order for free. To get in on this deal, just go to adamandeve.com and enter code EMILY at checkout. I suggest you do it before they realize just how many of you are out there.